Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus, I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to another episode of Threads of Enlightenment. As usual, once our guests uh, come into the studio, we welcome them and we give them honor for presenting to us uh, with all their stories to trust us with uh, opening up themselves and allowing us the opportunity to get to know them at a different level. It is my pleasure to welcome Jenny to Threads of Enlightenment. I thank you so much for coming to us. Thank you, Ken, for having me. Yeah, and, and I really enjoyed the pre-recording conversation <laughs> that we had just now. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. I want you to tell the people, uh, Jenny, some of the things that you have done in your life and the services that you have available uh, for them uh, to take them to that next level once they get in touch with you. Talk to them about some of your skill set and what you, you know, what you provide. Okay, great, Ken. Oh, let, let me try and keep this short <laughs> and simple. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, my, my first career is in law, so I have been a practicing lawyer for close to 25 years now. Mm-hmm. And I am still doing uh, legal consulting work because, Ken, that's very much a part of me. It's like 25 years and then studying as well to be a lawyer. Yeah. You can't <laughs> just get rid of it. So I normally share that being a lawyer is intellectually stimulating and I enjoy it from the intellectual, rational uh, solution-driven mm-hmm. uh, side of my mind. Um, coaching, I, I started training as a coach in 2019 and I went into it because I believe, uh, we've spoken about this before, the, the recording, that I believe that this is 
what God is co- what God is calling me mm-hmm. into in this phase of my life. Uh, he's probably <laughs> called me much earlier than 2019, but my rational, practical mind and uh, you know, living in my comfort zone. I have a good job. I have family. <laughs> and I have a mortgage and <laughs> things like that. So it's like. What is what is coaching, right? And even when I discussed with my husband, he said, can't you keep it as a hobby? You don't have to be so yeah, uh, invested uh-huh. in it, right? Can't we just skirt around it? So, so for, for yeah. about three, four years, that's what happened. You know, I every now and again, the, the idea of coaching comes up. I'm like, oh, okay, let's explore. Then, oh, okay, I pull back. Then, no. So it was probably around... Um, Christmas time 2018, you know, the time of the year when everyone's yeah. a bit more reflective and trying to take stock of what life is about. And I told my husband, I cannot mm-hmm. shake this feeling anymore. Um, yeah. Something's not quite right. Uh, something is missing. And I do feel quite sad each time I push the idea of coaching away. And then as you know, Ken, when the yeah. Holy Spirit prompts yeah. you, yeah. it's there. It's latched on, you know, and you try it and... and <laughs> squash the Holy Spirit down, it just gets louder. So it got to an extent that Mm -hmm. I was so troubled. I was so troubled. And I told my husband, I really have to do this. I cannot live with the what if. You know, and, and what if I had done this? Where would it go? I know there were a lot of risks. And so we talked about it. We prayed. And then he said, okay, you Mm -hmm. know, let's see where this goes. So I started researching for a, a school to train yeah. as a coach. So being a lawyer, yeah. uh, everything is very structured and very regulated. And uh, I, I like the idea of uh-huh. adhering to code of ethics. So when I fa- first started researching on how it is to be a coach, you can find courses on Facebook to say, you know, sign up as a life coach <laughs> for $14.99 in a, in a one-day course. And I'm like, are you sure I want to shift from this uh... to this? So. So no, no, yeah. you know, no, I, I went serious and I, I researched and I found that was this global organization called International Coaching Federation that actually mm-hmm. uh, accredits schools to run coaching programs at a uh, based on their level of competencies and uh, their level of uh, ethics yeah. as well. And I was yeah. like, aha, okay, so there is some form of regulation. Uh, it's still completely voluntary, but I volunteered to put myself in a, in a program. Mm-hmm. So I found a school in Australia to put myself in and we did it remotely. So I was taking lessons in the morning when I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. I was still working full time then. I was doing coaching uh, with my teacher and with my peers at night. And my daughters were telling me, you know, Mm-hmm. mommy's bedtime why are you still looking at the laptop <laughs> so it was that but to be honest Ken I, yeah. I didn't feel tired I may be physically tired but I was so energized so there was something in my spirit that really kept me going and then when I look back I was like wow I did that for a year so working full-time with the kids and studying and going through exams and mm-hmm. you know all, all that uh, for one year and towards the end of 2019 I started planning I said I want to launch my business in 2020 and again the, the yeah. practical mind started going into yeah. I need to have a website I need to have a company mm-hmm. I need to do this I need to do that <laughs> I didn't know COVID mm-hmm. was going to hit us in March and I and before that I was thinking my financial year would be from April to end March so I planned that so it was supposed to go yeah. live in April 2020 pandemic hit us big time February March and I asked God does this mean I put things on hold and of course there was yeah. quiet and and silence then I just reflected you know I I waited this long train as a coach I didn't want to wait anymore so it was yeah. you know it's not easy yeah. but I yeah. said okay let's just do it <laughs> 
no, if I keep waiting, do I wait another yeah. five years? Thankfully, I didn't because oh, yeah. we are still in the pandemic and my business is now oh, coming wow. close to two years. So if I had waited, wow. I would still be waiting, right? Yeah. So it's not been easy. Um, but I must admit that it is definitely a growth experience for myself mm-hmm. as a person. And of course, you know, training as a coach and I'm growing day, day by day and the business is also growing. So I'm, uh, pretty excited about that. And I did question myself. If I had started mm-hmm. like when God first called me, wouldn't that have been better? I would have gotten like six or seven years experience yeah. by now, right? Then I, told myself you know this is all this coach training i told myself yes. to be kind to myself and and not beat myself up about that i think god has a purpose to lead me through the desert i mean it's not yeah. actually a desert but you know they, we had to like wander around so i i had my wandering around time and because of that now that the purpose of my life is so clear i am very grounded in that sense it doesn't mean that obstacles don't demoralize me or, or don't make me feel like oh i had moments when i'm thinking no clients yeah. should i close my business so i do have that kind of self-doubt but then when i anchor back to my purpose i'm like yes trust god will provide right yeah. i just need to be open and do my part so that has really kept me grounded so i think that if i had listened to the calling then i may not be so grounded because yes. i didn't have that struggle and i and you know with jacob struggling with mm-hmm. uh, the angel yeah. and with god yeah. himself right yeah. <laughs> it was with that struggle yeah. that the conviction came so maybe my life journey is i had to struggle so some people say you've I wasted time so. i thought that yeah. i wasted time for the longest time but now i'm, I'm slowly accepting that I am exactly yeah, where he wants me to be. Yes. Time, place, yes. even talking to you right now. I, I that's what he intended. I agree <laughs> with everything that you said because um, I, I was laughing, Jenny, because I, you're talking about my story. You're, you're, you're telling me my story. And so, <laughs> it's quite similar, um, right? A lot of people. For a mighty long time, I knew that I, I had to teach. I was a teacher. And that was my gift that God had given to me, especially when I would go traveling and teach and stuff like that in different countries. And um, this thing inside of me, even though in my business life, I'm progressing, I'm going, getting promotion, getting that, getting whatever, this thing inside of me was, um, uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to leave and go and teach. And I wouldn't because I, I, was, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was a dad with, with boys and stuff. I can't do that because I know what some of it entails, some of it entail what we call and what the Bible says to live by faith. You have to trust God. And I didn't want to do that when I got my salary making me a ton of money and um, to give that up to go trust God. And with four kids, I'm like, how are we going to do this? You know, because we, give place to the intellectual part of us. And uh, we are guided, as the scripture says, by the soul more so than the spirit. The Bible says there that uh, we ought to walk by the spirit. And so that's a difficult work, uh, place to be in that realm because you are now uh, putting aside um, all the things that make sense to you, and then you have to trust God. And I think there's a scripture about that too. <laughs> Lean not onto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. And so that bridge between lean not onto your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him takes years for us to cross. 
Um, and I believe it was in my situation, Jenny, I, I almost died. And um, when I was lay, laying in bed, I made the decision, okay, it is time for me to, um, to step out and trust God regardless and do walk this walk of faith. And it is, um, it is an adventurous walk, but it's not an easy walk. Um, I want you to go back, Jenny, because your story is so perf- perf- perfect in the sense that what they're telling us, everyone ought to achieve. And you achieved it, but yet you were still, um, the Holy Ghost, as you said, had put this calling upon your spirit that you could not shake. Um, even in the perfection of what everyone else chases, because this is how society tells us that you have to do go to school, get family, get the kids, whatever, making good money, get the mortgage, and ha- and live happily ever after. You had all of that. I would like to minus <laughs> the mortgage, though. Here in Singapore, property is pretty expensive, so ideally I can minus yeah. more. But I, I hear you. So. It's it's a lot about what's yeah. your definition of success, right? So even now, I take my clients through this question because, like you said, it sounds like I have the typical success story. And me being Asian, that's mm-hmm. what my parents want, right? They really saved up money for my education and made sure that I studied well and uh, come back with a, a decent mm-hmm. qualification to get a good career. So it seems like, you know, that's supposed, that's the road you're supposed to go. I'm now asking my clients, what's yeah. your definition of success? And they struggle with that because a lot of times they think that I'm doing this because of my parents or I'm doing this because this is what people expect me uh, to do. I recently coached a young man and, and him being a millennial, you would think that they would say, <laughs> heck care with what people think. But he was holding back from exploring being an entrepreneur because he said, what would yeah. my peer think about me so for him it's not so much his family he probably says I can do it even if my family is not supportive but his peers he's worried about being judged by his friends who all hold a master's degree and and he wants to he's contemplating to whether study further or now branch out and try up you know do a startup on Mm -hmm. his own and he's extremely bright he can excel both ways but what was holding him back was like, wow. what do my peers think about me? Yeah. And I said, does it matter? Yeah, does it matter? He paused for a while. He was stumped because to him it mattered, but he couldn't yeah, quite yeah. articulate why it mattered. So, you know, can a, a lot of influences, whether we mm-hmm. are cognizant of it, uh, you know, or, or whether it's actually subconsciously affecting us, it's defining yeah. success for us. So I really encourage your listeners to... Um, Reflect deeply. What is successful for you? So for me, you know, a successful day would be I get to hug my youngest daughter at night. I do that without mm-hmm. fail, no matter how tired I am, no matter how long my coaching sessions are. I do that because it really gives me joy. So people will be like, that's not yeah. success, right? But to me, that's really a successful yeah. close to my day. So you can think of success mm-hmm. as in daily successes, and you can also think of long term. What what do you want it to be? Um, and and I think it's people fear being judged, yeah. like this this client of mine. And sometimes people feel that they have to live up to expectations of others. But if you investigate further, it's actually your own expectations. A lot of us set very high expectations on ourselves and are much more lenient with others. Oh, yes, uh, all the time. And that's why one of the things I, I, I say is we have to learn to be kind to ourselves. Many times when I 
greet someone, I I ask them, have you been kind to yourself? And they would just stand and look at me. And um, it is stated to bring a response to make them look into and take a little break and look into themselves for that split second and then be honest with it because I think it's honesty about who you are, what you believe in your systems that we have, your belief system that we have, um, society has placed there, yourself has placed there, mom and dad, whoever else is placed there. Uh, you have to go and find out why was it placed there. Um, is it important? What benefits of it? And all of these things. Um, uh, Jenny, you've you've achieved much. You've gotten all these things. I want you to talk as you are moving through life. Um, some of the difficulties that you would have to deal with as an in individual that you overcame, whether it is, um, you know, uh, anxiety, all the different things that causes us to become um, small in our eyes based on the fact that we have given this particular thought uh, that much power over us. And at some point in our life, we have to sit down and come face to face with this. Talk about some of those that you had to come face to face with and you realized where it came from and how did you uh, change? No, I, I have quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> quite a few. So, okay, where do I start? So maybe, yeah, I, I am an introvert. So some people say, oh, Jenny, I didn't realize you're an introvert, especially when I'm doing podcast uh, guest appearances like this. So this is actually stepping out of my comfort yeah. zone. I am an introvert and starting out business and spending time on social media, promoting mm -hmm. myself. That is really a stretch outside my comfort zone. So if I recall uh, in, in the start of my legal career, I didn't know what introversion meant. Uh, I was always mm -hmm. shy, uh, but I've learned to outgrow my shyness or at least overcome my shyness in, in certain situations. So, you know, when I, I was a trial attorney back then, so after a whole day in court, I my energy was really yeah. drained and the lawyers like to hang out, you know, for <laughs> drinks after that. And all I wanted to do was run home, you know, because I was depleted. But I didn't understand yeah. why. And it was a struggle because I felt something was wrong with yeah. me. You know, I like these mm -hmm. people, but I don't want to spend time with them. So I started having doubts about myself. Is is there something wrong with me? You know, why can't I just hang out? Why do I feel so tired? Yeah. Uh, I, there's a lot of, uh, and that's what introverts yeah, yeah. do. We, mm -hmm. we tend to introspect yeah. a lot. Uh, unfortunately, it was only at a much later date that I read up about what introversion is. It's about where you draw your energy from. So an introvert draws the energy from within. We need a lot of uh, recharge and me mm -hmm. time, whereas an extrovert draws energy from yeah. outside. So how did I... Uh, learn to leverage my introversion as my strength. I speak about it because it's something I'm passionate about now. Um, I want to encourage your listeners who are also introverts to, to really anchor in on, on what drives them. What's, what's their passion? So for me, it's really to get my coaching message out there, who I am as a coach and how I can support people. So that message is clear for me. And it's when I focus on how do I communicate this message to that one person who needs to listen, to need, who needs to hear it, who needs to know that you know he or she is not alone because someone else understands him yeah. or her? That is when I am so passionate and I go out and do it. But the moment I start looking inward again, which is an introverted trait, I start analyzing like, oh, okay, should I be doing this? Won't people judge? You know, why am I? 
talking about things. Is anyone going to be interested? Is anyone going to show up? You know, when I run webinars like yeah. that. So I, there is that struggle, you know, when I introspect, which is good because there's a lot of planning and, and you know, getting clear on, on what you want to do. But if you spend too much time yeah. there, you'll be you'll paralyzed be and you yes. won't do anything. So I always have to flip outwards yes. and, and focus like who is going to lose out on, on hearing this or gaining this uh, insight if I keep it all to myself. So in a way, if you look at it, actually, I'm very selfish, right? Yeah. If I keep everything to myself. I'm not saying that I'm a guru in anything, yeah. but it's just like sometimes people just need to know that they're not alone. Yes. And just hearing someone share the same struggles would you know assure them that, hey, you know, I'm not the crazy yeah. one mm -hmm. here. You know, I'm not yes. alone. That's, that's one of the reasons why I have uh, Threads of Enlightenment because... Uh, listening to you is like I'm hearing myself because those were some much of the things that I have to deal with. Um, I When I started Threads of Enlightenment, I, I had written a book called Threads of Enlightenment. So I did, it was uh, 10 chapters. And 10 chapters to me were the spaces by which we have to visit in order to become a mature human spirit. The first one is about self-love, learning to love yourself, solitude, um, dealing with the aspect of it's not alone, loneliness, solitude, stepping away like Jesus did, stepping away and getting before God and getting answers and stuff and all of these things. And so it was easy for me to do the, the first 10 chapters of the book or the 10 episodes. And after that, I knew where it was going, where I had to go was the interview pieces. So I got my brother. I interviewed him. I knew I could do that. And I interviewed a friend of mine. I knew I could do that. And then I shut down my podcast for several months because I knew what I had to do. And I, I was, I don't know, I was fearful of it. I just didn't want to be on I didn't want to open myself to people like that. And um, it was after I faced that, I sat down and I said, okay, Ken Primus, what is the reasoning? What are your 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 thoughts behind this? And when I walked myself through, had that conversation, um, I had shut down my calendar, Jenny. I'd shut my calendar off. After I had that conversation with myself, I went and I clicked the calendar. I remember when I clicked the calendar, like about, as soon as I clicked that calendar, about 10 minutes later, two or three people got on right away because I was thinking after I clicked it, Maybe I should just um, take it off back again. <laughs> but it, it happened so fast that I could not, and I started back that journey. And it is true. We, we, we face these things, all of us. We, we have to face our, our fears, uh, as they say, and overcome them. And, and it's not – it's continually. It's, it's a continual journey because you're a human being and uh, you think about it from time to time. I have the same things that you're talking about. I, it's amazing how I hear myself as you give yours. Um, but So, so that, that, that gels it yeah. in, right? So it's the fact that you hear me, you're so experienced, but you hear me and you feel like, hey, you know, I, I, I am going through Jenny's yeah. life, you know, we are also similar yeah. and, and we are so different in, in terms of personality and mm -hmm. things like that background, but yet we go through the same issues. And, and that's what I want to encourage, you know, your listeners yeah. as well to, you may think you're the odd one out and, and nobody understands you, but that's far, far from, from being truth. true, yes. you know, you know, there is always someone who understands yes, you. I, I believe, 
And I tell people when I'm talking about this particular aspect, and I'm, I heard you uh, crystallize it as well. And I utilize stories from the Bible because I'm familiar with it. And I always tell people to find your statement of faith. Uh, in business, we call it your um, your mission statement. What it is? What is? What is it that you are wanting? And I use a woman with the issue of blood, and she was a rich woman. She spent money. She wanted to get her healing, and uh, after she spent everything, she was still not getting it. She heard that Jesus was a healer, and she said within herself, "I want to touch His garment." That was her statement of faith. She declared that statement. And then she did the corresponding action by which that statement was made to fulfill that statement. And so you made that statement that I'm going to go and become a coach. And regardless of what, you did the research, you did the corresponding actions by which you needed to do to uh, start you on the journey of becoming a coach. You did your research, you found it, the uh, entity that you wanted to join yourself with, and then you pursued your goal. You talked about um, being uh, tired, but not really weary and all those things, because that's a part of your mission statement. You could walk this woman with the issue of blood, she was pushing against the crowd. So everyone is pushing against her, but yet she was driven by a statement that she made several, maybe days before. And so it guided her. Um, and we all must do the same. Uh, God had his mission statement, let there be light. He came and he pronounced what he wanted. And so I tell people, Abraham didn't have one because God came to him and told him, you're going to be a father of many nations, father of many nations. Abraham thought it was going to be through Lot. He thought it was going to be through Ishmael. He thought it was going to be through everybody, but except for what God is telling him. So God says, no, it's going to be between you and your wife. And so God comes to him and changed his name from Abram to Abraham. Abraham was his mission statement. It declared who he was. You are a father of many nations. And so anyone that called him Abraham, 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 they were they were declaring the mission statement that God gave. And so it is vitally important. Everyone needs to find one. You will find it within your situation, like the woman with the issue of blood. Or I tell the Christians, you will find it in the Bible. Because God says, I'll provide your need, I'll heal you, all those things. There is a mission statement you can grab onto and attach your faith. But you will find it, and you have to find it. But where you find it, it is up to you. And um, it will propel your life. You ask that young man, does it really matter? So now he has to go within himself to discover his mission statement. And once he makes that declaration, I guarantee you, Jenny, he will pursue that declaration, whatever he makes, he will begin the journey to, to bring it to pass. And that's the key that I think many of us are missing. We don't have that declaration. And that declaration, the Holy Spirit dropped the seed within you and he was waiting for you to get your act together uh, because he's not going anywhere. That call was just getting greater <laughs> yeah, no, and greater. Yeah, I know. He was very patient. Yeah. <laughs> he is very patient. And so it's... it's, it's <laughs> he, didn't he didn't give, give up, up on me. me. Yeah. Same with me. He didn't give up. 
he was calling me when I was in my 30s. I'm now 60. You know, I started this journey about um, uh, about teaching, and I, and I tell people I just switched location. I'm not no longer on a pulpit. I'm on a podcast, and I would say it's still the P. I'm still on the P. <laughs> and so, but he is waiting for you and I. And uh, once we make the decision uh, and we make that mission statement that he has deposited in our heart, I will do it. Uh, Jesus had, um, because we have to make the transition, Jenny, from my will to his will. And Jesus had to do it too. I tell everyone, everyone has to do it. Jesus was sweating in a garden, blood, because he didn't want to do it. And at the end of this conversation that he had with God, he says, okay, I surrender, not my will, but your will be done. He switched. And once he switched, it proceeded a series of events that, as a result, uh, the world was blessed by it. And so what is our mission statement? Uh, Jenny, people don't have it in many cases. It's a shame. I think a, a simple thing is to get back in touch with what really yeah. matters mm-hmm. for you. So, um, for for my clients who are non-believers, I ask them, "What's your core value?" So, I'm not saying that believers don't yeah. have values. We do have values, and a lot of yeah. time it's aligned with the fruits of the Holy Spirit. But I'm coaching when I'm coaching a non-believer, I just ask them, "What's your values?" And a lot of times, because uh, I coach a lot of women, yeah. uh, a lot of times they would tell me their strengths at work yeah. or their personal attributes or what people say is good about them and there's a lot mm-hmm. of accomplishment based you know but but that may feed into your values but your values is something much simpler much more basic however if you have identified your value and you remove this value from your life your life is going to look so mm-hmm. empty so for me, uh, being uh, a person of integrity, honesty, showing up the way I show up right now at home when I'm coaching, that's the same, Jenny. Of course, there are nuances, but I know in my heart that this is who I truly yes. am. So that is a very strong value. So if you take that away and you ask me to pretend to be someone I'm not, uh, I would feel yeah. I would feel like an imposter, yeah. mm-hmm. seriously. And and that that's how I know how strong that value is. So I take them through a simple exercise just to name a few one word uh, values. You know, whether it's honesty, whether it's love, whether it's justice, and and things like that. Just go through, just write it down. What what resonates with you? And I had coach a, a lady who's also very intellectual, but her value is creativity, and she's like, my job is stifling my creativity mm-hmm. yeah and, and, and it just yeah. hit her it, I mean because you don't take the time to slow down and yeah. reflect you you probably think there's something that I don't like about my job but what yeah, is it yeah. what is it you know and then with that simple word you know being creative and, and her job is very data driven <laughs> so that I mean I guess you can be creative with yeah. data but you, you know yeah. what I mean can a different type of creativity so I'm not saying she's quit her job yeah, straight yeah. away but she's now taking time to explore what does mm-hmm. it mean to you know find something, find her calling based on her value of yeah. being very creative? I think that is a powerful way to look at it. Uh, you simplify it because it is out of the simplicity. Uh, with the woman with the issue of blood, everything was stripped away. Uh, she did everything within her ability, and um, she you know sometimes we just have to come to that place 
where there is no other place to turn. And then you have to look. Um, and there's something about her that was really fascinating, too, that prompted the whole entire thing was that she heard. So she was in a state of um, acceptance, of expectation, looking for something different. I've done everything that I could possibly do. I ran to everybody that I can. And I think being in that space of expectation and, and something new, looking for something new, um, another answer than what we were told. Uh, and she, found, she heard about this other um, way, another way, and she pursued it. And so um, I want you to talk about uh, the fact that here you are now, you got into with your husband, this calling has been pressing on your life. And I know I've had the conversation, man, I wasted my time. I, if I had done this earlier, I, I've been there, Jenny, I, I trust me. Um, and I have learned to surrender that as well and uh, uh, accept where I am. And as the scriptures say, be content in every place, in every location that you can, you're in be content there. So I've learned to do that. So um, I know the conversation with your, your husband. I know how those conversations are when you want to unhook and do something else. And you're going, wait a minute. Talk to me about once you found your school, you start the class. You told me that the, the COVID hit and you're standing there. Should I do it? Should I do it? How did you do it. <laughs> what was that thing that says, okay, I, I'm going to surrender to this. I'm, I'm done. Uh, I put in all these years. Talk to me about that specific time. And what was the incident that caused you to say, okay, let's do this. Let's go. I, I wish there was like one pivotal yeah. moment, but I think uh, that there wasn't as with everyone's life, right? It's only in Hollywood yeah. that you have that one. <laughs> okay, with the exception of some people, but I think in real it's life, always, they're, they're small, yes. small. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's always yes. accumulative. Mm -hmm. And I would say that I, I'm a planner by nature, so I've done so much yeah. planning. And I had this vision that it's going to be launched. My business is going to be launched in April 2020, 2nd April 2020, because I didn't want it to be on April yeah. Fool's Day. I was telling my husband, okay, I don't want everyone to think it's a joke, right? They can't believe it. So I chose April 2nd. And I think it's my commitment to that mm -hmm. date. You know, that, that's one small thing. It seems like quite, quite trivial, but it was my own personal yeah. commitment. And it's also in a way my own timeline. So I was stubborn. Yeah. I'm like, okay, COVID hit. So this is more secular in, in thinking. Like COVID hit, I committed to 2nd April 2020 and I want to launch my business then because I don't want people to see me as a yeah. failure. So that is the like the secular thinking about it. But of course, when I prayed about it and I asked God, like, you know, is this what I should do? That's when I shared earlier, I reflected on my whole journey leading up to, you know, 2020. Yeah. And I had this sense of peace. So it's, a, it's, it's not an audible yes. voice from mm -hmm. God. It's just something very quiet, very soothing in my heart. And almost, almost feeling like, uh, Jenny, I've got yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've got mm -hmm. you. You're going to be fine. Yeah. You know, he didn't say it, yeah. but it's just that yeah. feeling. And I'm like, okay, I can't be telling this to myself because I was feeling quite yeah, frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> then, you know? So where, where is this sense of peace coming from? Like I said, the circular thing is like, I'm stubborn, yeah. I'm determined, I'm a planner, I want to launch mm -hmm. it, means I want to launch it. So it sounds like a sport yeah. kit. But then this quieter, calmer feeling, like Jenny, I've 
you know, I've got you. Yeah. You don't have to worry. It's just that feeling. I'm just describing it in words, but I really, I felt it in my yeah. heart and it's just felt very calming. And I told my husband, it doesn't make sense, but I think it's time to, to just do it. And my husband's very supportive. Yeah. So I want to also encourage your listeners that when you have anchored in on a purpose, Surround yourself with your support yes. network. If your family's not supportive, find, find someone. someone. Find a group of yeah. people who are supportive. And I also tell people that in the beginning, because we are all a bit fragile when we're starting mm-hmm. out something, get supporters who are who believe more <laughs> who believe in you more than yourself, you believe yourself. Yeah. You can always get your constructive friends <laughs> later down mm-hmm. the road when you're tougher, yeah. right? But in the beginning, get those who are like, you know, who look up to you and think that, yes, you know, you should have done this years <laughs> ago. You're great. Really your cheerleaders. Yes. You need yes. that. Because you need that boost yeah. to put yourself out into this great big white unknown. So my husband is wonderful. My kids are yes. wonderful. I mean, my, my youngest, uh, she actually came up to me when I was uh, studying then and she asked me in a very innocent way, mommy, do you love coaching more than me? Hmm. Because she sees me yeah. light up. And, and that was a reminder that how passionate I am about yeah. coaching. Of course, I assured her that, no, I, I love you <laughs> yeah. more than coaching. She was not too trusting about that. So I would say there were no like big, aha moments you know to say Jenny you must do that one is because I planned so much and I was accountable to myself I knew that if I went back to hold off and and the what if questions would come up and I would feel like you know it just doesn't feel right and that's that's I guess my nature my work ethics as well and then the the quiet sense of peace that came into me which you know surpasses all human understanding yeah. it, I was angry I was frustrated with what happened and, and it's this doesn't make sense that I still have this sense of yeah. peace so I know that's when that, that comes from God and also you know support from people who love you who know you who, who's got your back yeah. you know I mean you you probably fail in some of your ventures but as long as you know you've given it your best efforts and you have tried mm-hmm. right so failure is just an opportunity to learn and to grow. A lot of times we are scared of the word failure, uh, especially here in, in Asia. You yeah. know, if you talk about failure, it's almost like a bad mm-hmm. word. But I think slowly the mindset of people are changing. It's just an opportunity to say, hey, you know, this, this didn't work. work. Let's yeah. see what works. Um, it's just, yeah. I think it's just an opportunity to, to fine-tune the process by which you are applying your uh, your principles and your your growth is just an opportunity to say okay, this doesn't, and maybe look into it why it didn't, and maybe the answer that you needed is within the why, and the correction is there made, and then you you could proceed out of there. I never um, uh, look at failure or you know as the word states failure. I look at it as an opportunity to dig a little deeper. Um, uh, talk to us about your courses. I saw a couple of them that you, I liked the names that you have for them, you know, and stuff like that. So <laughs> I wanted you to talk about, uh, because I think uh, when you have a passionate coach like yourself, someone that is driven from a different place, that when someone sits there, um, I feel that when you have gone through much, uh, we talked about it before the show, that when you've gone through your journey about learning to love yourself, you learn about acceptance, you learn about forgiveness, because you have to do all these things to yourself first. Um, you've got to learn to forgive yourself. And, and that's one of the biggest things 
that hurdles that people um, uh, fail to to surrender to because as they do that, you gain much strength. Um, it's a hard place to be. Um, it's a self-realization place of power, but it's um, it's a necessary journey. I want you to talk about some of your uh, clients. You mentioned one. Uh, you mentioned a couple of them. I want you to talk about that chance of when you you met, as I mentioned you, you mentioned a lady about creativity, but when you see the the look on their face, the realization of that, yeah. How does that make you feel as a individual, as a coach, as someone that is holding someone's hand? How does that make you feel? It makes me feel very privileged and honored. And it's not one, I don't feel like, oh, you know, Jenny yeah. did that. No, I always believe that my clients, every individual have have the answer in me themselves. Too. Sometimes we're just overwhelmed and, and we can't see our own potential, our own resources. So when I see that aha moment, I just feel so privileged, so honored to have shared yeah. that space with him or her. So I don't take credit for it. It's more like, yes, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like a cheerleader. Yes, I knew you could do it all <laughs> along, you know, that, that kind yeah. of feeling. And also a, co- a relationship between a coach and a client is not going to be forever yeah. and ever. So I have clients who tell me that, Jenny, I'm a re- in a really good place right now. Thank you very much. But I don't need yeah. you anymore. Of course, they don't say it that way. But, yeah. you know, there's always an end to it. And, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't need a coach all the way. You may need coaches, a coach in different phases of your life. So you could partner with me now, get to a very good place, and then as you move to the next level or, or to the next new comfort zone, you might need my services yeah, again, yeah. just to you know refresh. Like you know, how did yeah. I get mm-hmm. here <laughs> you know, in the first place? And and have that cheerleader, have that accountability partner. So you don't need a coach every single day of your life. But there's definitely phases in your life that you would need that kind of support. Yeah, I love that. Um, it is uh, a progression on based on you. Uh, but Jesus had said to his disciples, he said, you're going to do greater things than me. He says, I'll take, I could take you to this certain level. And then I have to go. <laughs> and then, but he said, now that I'm going to my father, ask anything in my name and I'll give it. Until then, he never said anything about that. Why? Because he was standing right there with them. So, <laughs> you know. But until of course I don't profess to yeah. be Jesus. <laughs> I don't profess to be Jesus. <laughs> I use I usually use those type of examples to pull out the uh, the truth and the principles. Uh, that I don't think we I don't none of us could ever be that way. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we we have the opportunity to be there and see that growth, um, uh, and it gives us a, a an excitement within us that is really beautiful. Um, and I, I love those moments because it's just a split second um, that you get to engage and then it grows from there. But that that enchanted moment is, is one of the most beautiful experience that you can see and share with someone. Um, I know that you have been doing much with your uh, programs and all of the different things. Tell the people how they can get in a chance to, to reach you and talk to you because I, I want them to come to you. Uh, Jenny has her programs that you can visit and learn about who you are. And I think, Jenny, it's a lot of the reasons why a coach will slow them down from their busyness. Yes. Um, we are so busy mentally 
um, and even running around. Just, just, and when you sit down with a coach, the coach has an opportunity to ask those questions that you haven't thought about. And sometimes about. ask very difficult yes. questions, and they don't, they, they don't have to be long yes. questions. They can be just questions like, Ken, who's doing this yeah. to you? And that yeah. stops them. Because they realize they are doing it to mm-hmm. themselves, right? And and it's just questions yeah. like that. And, and they get very awkward and uncomfortable, but they need yes. to hear those questions. And so I would like to say that um, as, as much as I, I love my clients, I'm not their friend. Yes. You know? So the coaching relationship is not about a friendly conversation. There is a structure to it. However, within that safe space and that framework, that's when they can really voice their mm-hmm. thoughts and hear themselves. So once sometimes when you realize you say something and it's out there between you and another person, there's no pulling it yes. back. So you are forced <laughs> to see that white elephant yeah, in the room, uh-huh. right? <laughs> but if it's always in your head, you can hide because it's like no one yeah. knows. But when you talk to your coach about it, it's not that I'm, I'm telling them, haha, you know, you're caught yeah, down, yeah. you know. But it's more like it's out there. Yeah. So what are we going to do about that? Yes, the questions, uh, and I tell them it's, that's how you find the answers. You, um, we are busy in our busyness, and uh, the answers and the questions unearth all of the belief systems, the preconceived ideas, the this, the that, and then you come to the nakedness of the truth, and then you have to face that. And once you face it, a lot of people are stunned by it, by the little questions, and many of them need time because it 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 pricks something, but it causes them if they're interested in personal growth and de- development. You have to be honest from the point that that is exposed or came uh, as it opens up. It becomes a raw um, wound, as they say, and until you're honest with. Uh, how it got there and all the different things you will not grow. Uh, Jenny, this has been, I can talk to you forever because I swear as as I'm yes. talking to you, I, <laughs> I'm <know>. seeing <laughs> so much of my life and the process by which I, my, my, I think and so forth. So it's kind of uh, refreshing to have this conversation because you're, <laughs> it's like yeah, you're, you are helping me, um, <laughs> realize some of my journey and that okay can primus um just keep going just keep going you know and uh, (laughs) i i I appreciate it and i just want to thank you for coming to threads of enlightenment um i wanted to let you know also i'm going to let all the people uh, uh we are going to provide everything that jenny has so that you guys can get your hands on to her I want you to get to her, get into her classes, um, have her, because if you guys could see what I see, you will see the joy that it's in her face when she talks about coaching. And that's the type of person you want to have on your team. Get in touch with her, join her team so that she can take you to this next level so that we can become the best human spirits we can possibly be while we're here on this beautiful earth of ours. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, we hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness 
because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you. But always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, we hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you, but always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.